It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning and welcome to Off the Bench. Another big show coming your way. So much to talk about today. We're going to touch on the AFL. The AFLW competition continues on. Plenty happening in the world of cricket, the Winter Olympics. But let's start off with a sport update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13, 22, 34. And Jimmy, welcome to you. The big story has to be about Ben Simmons finally getting out of the Philadelphia 76ers. Good morning, Hayes. Good morning to all the listeners. Thank heavens it's, ha- it's finally happened, Hayes. This should have happened months and months ago, but Philly sat on their hands and they weren't prepared to do a deal. But, gee, they get a really good player in James Harden involved in that deal. And finally, before the season's out, we'll see Ben Simmons playing back in the NBA. So you say that they should have got it done a long time ago, but they wouldn't have got a player like James Harden. They have a certain value that they attribute to Ben Simmons, and he was a terrific player, let's be honest, very good defensive player, can carry the ball, bring it up the floor, all those types of things, it can be a playmaker, but they wanted the right price for him, and it's been ugly, we know that all parties probably could have done better, but waiting and getting exactly what you want, when you talk about a former MVP in James Harden coming across, that's a good outcome for Philadelphia. Well, there's a couple of ways to look at it, and I've seen social media in overdrive arguing about who won this trade, whether or not it's Brooklyn or whether it's Philly. James Harden has enormous talent and enormous potential, as you said, a former MVP. Playing now alongside Joel Embiid, it gives Philly a chance at at maybe just pushing a little bit deeper in the East. But, I mean, they'd be stoked. They'd be stoked with what they were able to do. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not convinced that it was maybe a fair deal for both parties. But, hey, the best thing is that Ben Simmons is playing back in the NBA sooner rather than later. I think Brooklyn are the big winners. I think to get the type of player like Ben Simmons to come in, which complements a little bit of the current players that they've got there. They've got some good shooters. You need that around him. But how do you feel he will fit into that environment? Well, I think the best thing for him going to Brooklyn is that he's going to be playing alongside fellow Australian Paddy Mills, right? So this is an enormous win for the culture of Brooklyn. And would they get on those two? Because this is Ben Simmons. It's pulled out of a few Olympic Games and World Cups mm. for Australia, of course, which Paddy Mills absolutely craves. Great question. But I'm not enti- I'm not entirely sure whether or not they'll get on to start, but having someone there who represents Australia and has represented us so well over the past few years, many years, as an Australian basketballer is something that I think Ben will help him to understand and appreciate just how loved he could be if he gets his head back in the right space, playing alongside Paddy Mills. Uh, Kyrie Irving's there at Brooklyn. He's not playing home games because of his COVID status. Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the league mm. on his day, if not the best player, according to some. So it's a really good opportunity for Ben Simmons to get his NBA career right back on track. So is there any chance that he goes there? And look, he talked about not coming to the Olympics because he wanted to practice. 
practice, mm. practice, practice, work on that shot that let him down in the finals last year. Is there any chance that he comes back in and he's actually improved that and he goes, bang, 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 I'm back, I can now shoot and I've got the full package? He won't necessarily really need to worry about that at the start on the Nets, will he, Hayes? Because you've got Kyrie Irving and, as mm. I said, you've got Kevin Durant there. So Patty. Patty, of course, you've got a slasher and Paddy Mills on the outside. So that will be a really good opportunity for him to just start with his strengths, start with your defense, start with what you can bring to this team. But, I mean, hey, rolling up to practice with Kevin Durant there, one of the best shooters, mm. you know, one of the guys who will go down as a great of the NBA, a great of basketball, it's going to be really good for him. So who finishes higher? This year. Does it mean any of those teams can go on and have a big say in the championship? Well, it does. It, it They obviously both believe that it's good for both of them, but they're both in the East. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I think they, they first play in about a month from now. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup. But Joel Embiid wasn't uh, – he, he wasn't – uh, holding any of his punches back, taking to social media with a with a mm. famous meme. Oh, it's um, going to be a big build-up, isn't yeah, it, when they actually be, clash? It is Do going, you think there could be fisticuffs between oh, these two? There'll be some frustration. It will be heated. Yeah. It will be absolutely heated, and it will be great to watch. Can't wait. All that for Novus. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass, 13 34 Stick with us. Coming up, we're talking cricket. Pat Cummins had a bit to say throughout the week. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Let's get into the dig. Dial before you dig the essential first step. And I'm going to have a bit of a dig at all those past players, the Australian cricketers that really ganged up on Pat Cummins because he came out and he had his say. And he came out at the appropriate time, in my opinion. He couldn't have come out last week while they were going through the process and he had some good things to say. I liked his last comment. Whilst you all have stuck up for your mate, I'm mm. sticking up for mine. It was pertinent. It was important. He wanted to go in a new direction. He was respectful of JL, but ultimately, ultimately they couldn't trust JL to maintain that same attitude and style going forward. How did you see it play out? But I thought it was way too over the top from a lot of those past players. I agree with you. I think he came out at the right time. He had to wait for things to settle down. He had to wait for... Uh, the whole process to just have played out a little bit. And, of course, this all happened uh, Saturday. It happened last week. Justin Langer come out, resigned. Uh, it was revealed he was offered, I think, what was it, a, a six-month extension to, mm. to coach. Uh, that wasn't now, that was a joke. At, yeah. I'll, I'll admit, the six-month extension I, was a joke, and Cricket Australia deserve to be hammered in this situation. They have been hammered mm. because they weren't tough enough to make the decision. If they got the feedback and the decision and the feedback wasn't great, then make the decision. Just say you're sacked at this point on. They tried to offer him that six months. He did the right thing. He got out there and he's always done the right thing for Australian cricket. But having a go at Pat Cummins, that was wrong in my opinion from all those past players because he couldn't do anything. He was involved in a process. Imagine if he came out throughout that process a couple of days earlier to say, no, I don't back Justin Langer. Right. That's not right. You're providing the feedback for Cricket Australia to make that decision. They got the feedback from him, the players, the staff around him, and they made the tough decision. It would have been really difficult for them to go down that path, but don't blame Paddy Cummins. He's just trying to look after his mates, and clearly there's been a few issues over a long period of time between some players and Justin Langer. I know we spoke about it last week, Hayes, but what appears to be the issue here is that, and, and Pat Cummins said it in his statement before he spoke to the press, was that, it, this wasn't about Justin Langer being too intense as a coach, even though that's what he mm. said in his statement. But was it though? Was it, was is this part of the reason why they weren't getting along in that environment? Uh, look, I think 
they've certainly been there in the past. They've been in an mm. environment where he is like that. And he said as himself, he's been grumpy at times. He's even said that his wife doesn't like the person that you've turned into because of the stress of that role. What's happened over the last six months? He's taken a backward seat. And because of that, the environment has been a lot better. He's delegated to a lot of his coaches. And he needs credit for that. And I think that's where Cricket Australia and maybe Paddy Cummins missed a step by acknowledging that further, say that he's actually got the feedback, he's done it, but ultimately he couldn't say that he trusted JL to continue to do that. And I spoke last week about the Chris Connolly scenario Mm. where us players did the same thing to him and then he took the power back and six months later he was straight back to where he was before. So I've seen it go both ways, but... The ideal thing is, and we saw it yesterday, at least the cricket's back out there, and, and that's what we want to see. So you're insinuating perhaps, Hayes, that maybe that would have happened with Justin Langer had he even even stayed on for the six months that he was offered. Potentially. Mm. I think with anybody, ego's a big part, and you never want to be told to, to step back. And sometimes if you're in that position as a coach, you step back, and then you actually see the team flourish. You look at yourself and go, well, am I actually in control here or am I not? And I think... I think there is an opportunity for coaches to then try and take that power base back and then um, take it back and, and do it like they were prior. Yeah, well, uh, full credit to Justin Langer. I mean, what a job he did. He did his best. He gave it all to the role. Uh, it's sad that he will no longer be the coach of the Australian cricket team, given all the success, as I, as we spoke about last week, that he has had recently. But uh, it's, a, it's a new chapter for the Australian cricket team. Sure is. Don't dig yourself into a hole or your free doll before you dig in quarry. Coming up next, some golden moments. So don't leave us. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Oh, Jimmy, so close to a golden moment. Opportunities as good as gold for McMahon, B. Moore, and that was the case for Scotty James yesterday, the Australian half-pipe star. He was leading. He had the gold medal going into the last run for Japanese star Ayuma Hirano, and he came out with a big score, 96, and Scotty James had to settle for silver. How would you be? He, he got a bronze medal in Pyeongchang in 2018. Mm. He gets a silver medal medal here uh, in 2022. Jeez, he's a star, isn't he? But that gold medal just eluding him, Hayes, and Hopefully, I don't know how far away the uh, the next games are, given the COVID situation. But um, I hope I hope he goes around again if he's able to. And fingers crossed, he keeps pressing for a gold medal. Have you been enjoying the Winter Olympics? It gives you something to watch, doesn't it? There's so many different events. I think that's the thing that's attractive to it. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Seeing the the different events and like just how these athletes, some of the dangerous mm. stuff that they're doing, just makes you shake your head. I knew you would have been enjoying them, Hayes, because I remember when the Olympic Games were here last year for Tokyo that you'd absolutely just just loved watching all of the different sports. I'm not in the same place. I'm not mm. in the same place. Okay. I love the Summer Olympics. I, you know, I go home and I just want to watch every event. I'm not quite there with the Winter Olympics. I think that's maybe because of my upbringing here in the West. We don't really get involved with skiing and the snowfields too often. It's something <laughs> I've never done, to be honest. So I've got to go and do it. You've never snowboarded no. or never skied? No, I think yeah. because when you're an AFL athlete, you don't want to do it mm. because of the chance that you have of getting injury, doing your knee. And we've seen a few injuries that have occurred across the Olympic Games so far. When I was in Canada with a few of my close friends, I tried I tried skiing and I could not do it. I could not <laughs> get myself up. So I spent all day uh, falling down on my backside. The next day they said, they said, Jimmy, have a crack at the snowboard. Yeah. And I found it significantly easier. That's what I'm going to try when I get mm. to do it. Because I think from an injury perspective, it looks a little bit easier. Yeah. And 
I've done a bit of sandboarding back right. at uh, my magic spot here in Western Australia. Horrocks Beach, there's a little place there. You know, going down there, I go, okay. Once you work out how to just slow yourself down and speed yourself up, and you know if you're about to stuck it, how to slow yourself down and yeah. put yourself into the snow, yeah, it's, it's great fun. I recommend it to anybody. 2026. Can't come soon <laughs> enough for me and Jim. We're going at it. McMahon has opportunities as good as gold. Visit careers.mcmahon.com.au. McMahon. Be more. Plenty of golden moments last year for the Premiers, the Melbourne Demons, oh. Hayes. But this week, they've been in the news for all the wrong reasons. This is a bizarre story. Now, you're a former AFL player. I, I cannot believe this. How can a coach not be allowed to go and have a couple of quiet beers with his players? I'm with you here. I, I do agree with you. There's one part that I don't agree with, and that's the drinking with your teammates. Absolutely. I think you can do that. And you're a smart man. He's been around the traps for a long time. Obviously, he was seen on the shoulders of Max Gorn celebrating after a premiership. But after a premiership, go out and have a good time. You don't want to make a real habit of going out and have big nights with, mm-hmm. your, with mm-hmm. your players. Certainly go out. You might have a glass of wine, a couple of beers on a social setting with a few of your players to build some really good respect amongst the two. Probably the one that got me is the gambling aspect. Now, okay. Simon Goodwin is a gambler. He's actually came out in the past. He was an addicted gambler. So right. you've got that backstory to it. I'm not sure if you knew that. So I didn't. For him, obviously, where he's been in the past, it's not a great look. And I know gambling within the AFL is a big issue right now. There's a lot of advertising that's going towards the AFL. But there is a fair bit of an addiction that comes from the AFL players in that environment. So I don't think that's a really good look for Simon Goodwin and Melbourne. But I loved it from Simon Goodwin. No, not Simon Goodwin, from Max Gorn coming out, supporting his captain. I loved it from Kate Roffey coming out, the new president. They were right behind him going forward. It's amazing that these documents were leaked at the time, and they always have a way of getting out. But maybe at board level, it sounds like to me at board level, they've got out. And there were some issues around Simon Goodwin last year. We were hearing that certainly before the start of the season, that maybe his position was in trouble, but the rest is history. He's done that. He's brought himself some time. And, uh, look, he'll just take note of this and move on, and I think they all will. Well, they're the Premiers, Hayes, and they won the chip. They won the cup in 2022. They did it in – sorry, in 2021. They did it in Perth, and they're the ones to beat in 2022. West Coast Eagles, they won it in 2018. But will they do it in 2022? I don't think so. We're going to talk about it next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Now we finish off today's show with the breaking news. Imagine the best. DM Breaker, the world's best rock breakers. And Jimmy, you've got some big news. Goes from bad to worst for the West Coast Eagles. Hayes, yesterday, a match simulation. Jamie Cripps leaving the field with a what appears to be a bad shoulder injury. And this is a terrible blow for the Eagles. Of course, we know Jack Darling isn't at the club. He looks fit. He was in the paper during the week. We don't know if he's going to get the COVID-19 vaccine. But to lose Jamie Cripps, who's one of their really handy goal kickers, one of those players that steps up when perhaps a Josh Kennedy or the likes are not firing, gee, this, these scans are going to be massive. They are massive. He's getting towards the end of his career mm. too, but he's so important. He works so hard. He's a bit of a connector. They do get Willie Rioli back, and that's going to help them. So there's an extra player there. Uh, Oscar Allen, the other one, a few little concerns about him. They, they talked him up throughout the week, but potentially a foot injury there as well that he's working through. But it has been a horror preseason. And you know it's been a horror preseason when the most or well, the best part of their preseason was the dog competition that they had. <laughs> and you talk about the positive and negativity in the news mm. so far during the off season. That's been the best thing for them. And that uh, puts them in a pretty tough position. But, where do you see the West Coast Eagles this year? Are you getting a little bit concerned? 
I am now. I am now. Previously, I wasn't because I thought, I think they have a, a list in shape that does have the potential mm. to have one last crack at it. But they're only now one or two more injuries away from real serious concerns. If another key player goes down, this could be, 2022 could be tragic for them. And I mean, we've seen during the week that it looks like the WA border is set to soften. So it looks like they're going to get their home games here in bubbles. They won't have to spend significant time on the road. But in order to win a premiership or in order to play finals, they need to have their best personnel available. We're we're really going to see how deep this team is in 2022. They're ageing. Shannon Hearn, we know where he's at. Josh Kennedy as well. Just imagine if they lost Josh Kennedy right now. All of a sudden, a lot of pressure would go on to Jake Waterman and in particular, Oscar Allen. Bailey Williams is another one that's going to really have to stand up. But I have liked the rhetoric coming out about their game style so far. It's a lot faster. It's a lot quicker. I think in the last couple of years, they've been stagnant from the back half. They've maintained possession by foot. But I think with Jared Schofield coming in, that's going to change things a little. And that's what you need to see from a West Coast Eagles supporter point of view. A different game plan. Get the ball into that front half a bit quicker and see what happens. And sometimes as a playing group, Jim, when you have a new game plan, you just all jump in. You get involved. You build. You grow confidence in one another. And that's what they're going to need this year to have success for mine. So what do we know about the Eagles so far? We know that Jamie Cripps is injured. We know that Luke Shuey's injured. Brad Shepard's retired due to concussion issues. Mm. There's three key pieces of the pillar. Jack Darling, we don't know about. There's four key pieces, four of their best 18 from last year, gone. Not going to be easy. Potentially, of course, a few of those could be back before round one, but, gee, the, the clock ticks fast, Hayes. Imagine the best. DM Breaker, distributors of the world's best rock breakers. dmbreaker.com.au. Thanks for your time today, Jim. Great to be with you, Hayes. All the best. We'll see you next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.